on this episode is Iron Overload Dragging You Down. This is the Holistic Alpha Male Optimization Podcast, where we help you unleash your true power as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to the Holistic Alpha Podcast. Thank you for listening. Today we're going to talk about iron, what role it plays, what happens when you have too little, and especially what happens when we have too much, because as we're going to talk about, we are kind of in a group that's at risk for that. So let's talk about it. I'm your host, Stephen Mathis. If this is your first time listening, welcome. The show's all about helping you kick ass as a man. We do that by addressing the five pillars of power, fitness, nutrition, hormones, sex, and mind. So let's talk about iron. First of all, the basics. What role does iron play in our body? Iron is an essential mineral. You, you know about iron. What it does, it helps facilitate the transportation of oxygen throughout our body and carbon dioxide as well. About two thirds of your body's iron is used to build hemoglobin. Hemoglobin is a protein in your red blood cells that does that transportation of oxygen and carbon dioxide. So yay iron, clearly we need iron. Iron's awesome. There's two types of iron, heme iron, which is found in meat, poultry, and fish, among other places, and non-heme iron, which is found in fruits, vegetables, legumes, and whole grains. Now, the body is more adept at managing the input of non-heme iron. So again, non-heme iron is the kind found in fruits, vegetables, legumes, and whole grains. It's more adept at managing the input of that, reducing absorption as needed. However, heme iron essentially bypasses this, and a lot more of it is absorbed. So heme iron is typically absorbed in the 15 to 35% range while non-heme iron is in the two to 20 percent range and our body is more able to essentially decide not to absorb some of it where heme iron it's basically going to be absorbed so a key thing to remember with iron is this this is a really important point and you're going to see as we talk about this why iron is not eliminated from the body whatever is absorbed stays so you're not going to the bathroom and eliminating iron not happening So we know that iron levels are important. We know that there are two types of iron, heme iron and non-heme iron. And we know that whatever iron is absorbed by our body stays. So for some people, low iron levels can become an issue. This is known as iron deficiency anemia. Not enough iron equals not enough oxygen and carbon dioxide transportation, which of course can lead to a cascade of negative effects including extreme fatigue, weakness, pale skin, chest pain, fast heartbeat, shortness of breath, headache, dizziness, lightheadedness, cold hands and feet, inflammation or soreness of your tongue, brittle nails, unusual cravings for non-food substances like ice, dirt, or starch, and poor appetite, especially in infants and children with iron deficiency anemia. Iron deficiency is definitely a real thing. That's a risk for some people. Who's at risk for that? Women tend to be at greater risk for low iron than men due to the fact that they lose iron during their period. Pregnant women also tend to be at a higher risk of low iron. Infants and kids, kids especially during growth spurts and especially those not eating a healthy and varied diet may be at a greater risk. Vegetarians, depending on the specific foods, 
dietary iron may be less likely to be sufficient as a vegetarian. For example, red meat especially is a major source of iron for a lot of the population. Mild iron deficiency is usually just that, mild. However, it can lead to more serious problems, including heart problems, growth problems in kids, increased susceptibility to infections, and more. So, we talked about needing iron. Obviously, oxygen and carbon dioxide transportation is a good thing and an important thing. And we talked about what can happen with low iron, which is not a good thing. But let's talk about the flip side of this, which is excess iron. This is known as iron overload. Remember how I said that excess iron isn't eliminated from the body? And remember how I also said women tend to be at a greater risk of low iron? Well, guess what? As men, our risk is primarily excess iron. See, men begin storing iron in their bodies starting in their 20s, which just so happens to be, by the way, when their risk of a heart attack climbs, as women's remains essentially the same. When women go through menopause, then they start storing more iron, and both their iron stores and their heart disease risk tends to actually catch up to those of men. So since excess iron isn't eliminated, whatever is absorbed stays. Whatever isn't utilized builds up. It builds up in tissues, including the liver, the pancreas, joints, the heart, and the brain. There, it acts as a rusting agent, literally speeding up the aging process. So because it's in different places in our body, it often starts silently as it builds up, but as it progresses, it can lead to heart arrhythmia and heart disease, diabetes, hypothyroidism, hormonal problems, loss of libido, infertility, impotence and erection problems, liver disease, joint pain, weakness, abdominal pain, arthritis, hair loss, depression, increased risk of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, Parkinson's as the iron builds in the brain. Yowzers, that's not good. That's a lot of not good stuff that we don't want to have happen. And those are some of the side effects of excess iron building up or the effects of excess iron building up. Let's dive in a little more on the libido and impotence part. Don't you think? <laughs> Here's the deal. Excess iron builds in places throughout our body, as we talked about. This includes the hypothalamus, which is part of the brain that influences endocrine or hormone function, among other things. The pituitary gland, which is also an endocrine gland that affects hormone production. And Leydig cells. These are the cells that are in your balls that actually make testosterone. So iron builds up in those places, basically causes aging, basically this rusting effect. And that affects testosterone, sex drive, and much more. So the list of problems with a funky iron level is, is long. <laughs> we don't want it to be too low and we don't want it to be too high. And the reality is you and I listening to you and I on this podcast, you as you listen to it, me as I talk about it, uh, or as I talk here on this show, we're at risk of excess iron. That's our risk. All right. So what causes iron overload? There are really a couple factors at play when it comes to the possibility of iron overload. One, how much iron we're taking in and in what form because of the difference in absorption and how much we're actually absorbing. So when it comes to the iron that we consume, we need to consider how much and also in what form. So heme iron from meat, poultry, fish, 
or non-heme iron from fruit, vegetables, legumes, whole grains makes a big difference in question number two, which is how much we're actually absorbing. As we talked about, heme iron basically bypasses our bodies like, hey, let's not absorb that process, and much more of it is absorbed than non-heme iron. Another factor influencing absorption is a hereditary condition known as hemochromatosis. In hemochromatosis, up to four times as much iron is absorbed. So there's two major genes that are involved in this, this uh, genetic factor. And people with two copies, one from mom and one from dad, of both genes are most likely to have this condition and the most severely. This is about one in 200 people. However, people with only one copy of, of these genes have also been shown to have a tendency towards iron overload. And this is far, far more common. One in three people have at least one copy of, of, the, of both of those genes. So you can get genetic testing to learn this for your body, but some of the risk factors include if your ancestors are from Northern Europe, or if you have a family history of some of the symptoms that we talked about, heart trouble, diabetes, liver disease, hormone imbalances, especially hypothyroidism, infertility, etc. So again, the reality is many of us, you guys on this show, you and I here right now, we are at risk of excess iron more likely than not. It's pretty unlikely that we're in a, a situation where we're going to be in a low iron state. It's much more likely that we're at a risk as men and you know, the older we get of excess iron. One in three humans has at least one copy of those two genes that we talked about that dramatically increases iron absorption. And again, as men, we're much more likely than women to accumulate excess iron. By age 40, most men have twice as much iron stored as women, at least. And again, the older we get, the more this likelihood rises. Also, the more we eat of heme iron rich foods like meat, the more this risk increases. Now, that doesn't mean that you must immediately stop eating meat. Remember, you can get too much iron from plant food sources as well, but we need to think about factors. Speaking of factors, another factor is alcohol consumption because alcohol increases absorption of iron. So here's what to do about it. I mean, this paints a pretty, a pretty uh, clear picture that we better be sure, we better be damn sure that our iron levels are are appropriate, right? If we're running in a high, if we're, our iron levels are high, this is a major risk factor for, for, uh, impacts in our life, you know, now, depending on your age and certainly as the years go on. So what to do about it first is get your levels checked. Oddly enough, most doctor checkups, um, have not included iron panels by default since like the late 1990s. So it's likely or possible at least that even if you've been seeing a doctor regularly, that your iron levels haven't even been checked. Maybe they have, but it's possible, probable that they haven't. So get them checked. If you have a doctor you see on the regular and you can have them order it, go for it, or just go online and order it yourself. It's so easy to do now, you guys. It's, it's super easy. There's so many companies that do this. You go online and pay like 75 to hundred bucks for the full panel. Uh, you go into one of a couple major lab companies that they partner with, you get the blood drawn, and then you get the results by email, like, you know, two, three, four days later. There's a ton of companies doing this right now. Like I said, there's a couple of big, uh, lab companies that have the local labs, uh, that, 
you know, that partner with a much greater number of companies online. Uh, if you just go online and search, order your own lab tests, you're going to find a lot of options. Plenty of them do a fantastic job, super easy to get done now. So either see your doctor or go online and get your levels checked. If you suspect your iron may be high, or if you find out that it is, what are we going to do about it? One, we may want to eat less iron rich food, especially heme iron from things like red meat and liver. May want to avoid foods with added iron, like, like iron fortified cereals, which <laughs> avoid those anyway. Obviously that's not real food. Come on. We know that's not real food. If you're listening to this show, cereal is not real food. We want to avoid it for this reason too, for the added iron, if you're in a high iron situation. Uh, and reduce or eliminate alcohol because again, alcohol increases iron absorption. And that brings us to my, f the most important thing to do that I would highly recommend that you do that I actually just did tonight, which is donate blood. See, even if you reduce how much iron you're consuming, remember how we have those pesky iron stores that build up and we don't eliminate it. Well, there's a couple of supplements that can help what's called chelate or remove iron, including curcumin, which is turmeric and grapeseed extract. However, by far the best way is to donate blood. Even if your iron levels aren't particularly high, donating blood is still an excellent idea. You guys, you might save as many as three lives and donating blood is completely safe for nearly everyone. So donating blood is never a bad idea right? Unless you're in a real specific situation, right? But for, you know, 99 plus percent of people out there, donating blood is a perfectly safe, excellent idea, even if your iron levels are not high. However, if your iron levels are high, you stand to benefit big time in so many ways in terms of your health from reducing them. So all the reasons that we discussed in terms of all the ways that high iron can affect us, including, as we talked about, your hormones, your sex drive. Studies have shown this part. A 1979 study showed that iron depletion via blood donation, quote, facilitated resumption of normal sexual activity. A 2008 study in the Journal of Sexual Medicine revealed that both high blood sugar and a decline in sex drive due to iron accumulation. A 1988 New York Academy of Science study showed that depletion of excess iron usually resolves glucose intolerance and impotence. So, all right, a couple action items. We got some action items from this show, you guys. Number one, go donate blood. This is like a no-lose, no-brainer. Take some action after you do this. Schedule it. Go donate blood. Uh, pretty much everybody uh, can benefit from donating blood like three to four times a year. So, you know, have your levels checked. That's action step number two. But regardless of your levels, unless you happen to be in a real, you know, highly unlikely that you're in a low iron situation, if you are donating a bunch of blood, probably not a good idea. But for the vast, vast, vast majority of us, donating blood is a fantastic idea. So that's action item number one. And then again, action item number two is go get your levels checked. Super easy, even if you don't have a doctor that you like to go see. Order them online, go to the lab. Three days later, you have your results. You know what your iron looks like, you know? 
So depending on where it's at, like I said, three to four times a year in terms of donating blood is a great idea for most human beings. And especially for us men, uh, if you have really high le levels of iron, you might require more frequent donation to bring that down. That you probably want to discuss with a doctor if you're going to be donating blood more than that, or if you do come back with really high levels. But do this sooner rather than later, because here's the thing. The earlier you start getting your iron levels under control, if they are high, the better. So removing iron via this blood donation, right, as the main channel becomes kind of less effective as we age, because the more years we sit in that high iron rusting kind of state, the damage gets done, you know? So removing all of your excess iron at age, you know, 50 or 60 is not going to re reverse 20 years of damage done to those tissues. If there's been excess iron sitting there damaging the tissues for all that time. So basically we want to minimize the number of years of our life where we are, we are running in an excess iron state. Bottom line, you know, iron is one of those things, you guys, it's, this is not the first time you've heard about it, um, but it might be opening your eyes to really just how important it is. And it's one where, you know, there's a lot of things like, uh, for instance, vitamin C, right? Excess vitamin C, not going to really cause big problems in your life. Your body can get rid of it. Excess iron, your body cannot get rid of it. And it's going to cause big ass problems in your life. If you uh, have excess iron, including, you know, heart disease, heart disease is the number one killer, right? And again, we talked about iron overload. One of the places that iron accumulates is in your heart. So things like your fertility, your, you know, erection quality, you might be thinking about those things right now. You know, that might be more of an effect that you're, you know, maybe you're feeling a little bit of a decline and, and, you know, maybe it's iron could be absolutely. It might not be, you know, there's a lot of reasons that testosterone, sex drive, things like that can be down. Uh, iron is absolutely one of them. No question. So eliminate that as, as a possibility. If you're dragging, even if you're not dragging, do you want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want to have excess iron building up and have all those things as a result of that. So let's pay attention to our iron, get it checked. If it's really high, take appropriate steps to, uh, to deal with that. And that is likely going to involve donating blood more often, even if it's not really high. And even before you worry about getting it checked, all of you guys, all of us, listen, there's not, you know, it's not like there's a hundred million people listening to this show, but there's a pretty good number of people listening to this show. And you guys, if we all go out and donate blood, that's a huge, that's a big ripple effect, right? So let's do it for not only for yourself, but for the other people that you might save their lives as well. Like I said, I just went and donated blood tonight. Take an action, you know, take an action, donated blood. It was super easy. I set a record. I'm not sure. Uh, I wasn't sure whether to be excited about this or scared about it. Um, I actually set a record according to my uh, phlebotomist, I think is that what they're called, uh, in terms of how fast, uh, they're doing like they slightly increased, uh, it was red cross. And she said they slightly increased the amount that they take. It's like 520 milliliters, I think now. Uh, and so she, and with this new increase, she said that I was the fastest draw that she'd had on that. It was like 
five minutes and 16 seconds or something like that. So uh, I either, that's either a really good thing or maybe it's just a doesn't matter thing, but Hey, setting records, drawn blood, um, you know, doing the work, man, doing the work. Part of doing the work is taking care of some of this stuff. You guys, you can go out and grind hard all you want. You can, you know, be busting ass in a lot of areas of your life. And if you've got a big iron load, iron overload happening in your body, it's going to be hurting you big time. So do the work by going and donating blood regardless. Even if you never get it checked, even if you never think about your iron again, don't do that. Think about it. But even if you don't, at least go donate blood. Go donate blood. That'll be awesome. Let's all do that. I'm going to be doing it again when I'm eligible to, when it's appropriate to, but I just did tonight. So let's get out there, you guys. Go donate blood. Get out there and get after it in all the ways and do the work, man. Do the physical work. Donating blood, it's very possible. Listen, it's like an oil change. You know, it's like an oil change for your blood. You just got to just go and just get a little refresher every now and then. Clean some of that stuff out. And your body's going to make some new blood to replace it. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be this fresh, <laughs> fresh blood, you know? So go out and do it. You guys rock. Thanks for listening. I would love to uh, help you in any way that I can, by the way. So shoot me a text message, 801-742-1439. If you have questions, thoughts, feedback, schedule a uh, clarity call with me. I'd love to jump on a free clarity call and talk about what's going on with you and how you can be on a path that leaves you feeling more powerful, more fulfilled in your health and your wellness and all of your life, really. I'd love to chat about that. You can go to calendly.com slash Stephen Mathis to uh, view my calendar and book a call. Or if you haven't joined us for bootcamp yet, uh, join us for bootcamp. Go to holisticalpha.com. I'll put a link to both of those in the show notes so you can schedule a free call if you'd like to. You can join us for bootcamp if you'd like to. Regardless, go donate blood. Some of these, some of these, uh, you know, episodes. There's not, you know, super clear action items today. There is. Go do it. Go donate blood. Go to redcross.org. Whatever it is, you got to search. I don't know if that's the actual site. Search. Find a. Bl- I'll bet you can find a blood drive today that you can get an appointment at, at within like 10, 15 minutes of where you are. I'm guessing you could probably find, depending on where you live, you're going to be able to find one soon. So go do it, donate blood, get your iron levels checked and watch the iron. Let me know if I can do anything for you. Again, shoot me a text 801-742-1439. Thanks for listening and have a kick-ass rest of your day. 